Welcome to the Green Up Academy podcast with Alex Kirby, where we focus on helping you level up your green industry business. Whether it's marketing, finance, employees, or strategy, we talk about everything on this show to help you apply it to your business and change your family and company's future for decades to come. Here's your host, Alex Kirby. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Green Up Academy podcast. I got my boy Parker, Parker Norman. I almost said Parky. Parker Norman <laughs> on the show today. Parker, about to get some negative degrees up in Kentucky, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Looking forward to some snow coming in this week are going you, into the weekend. Are you Eastern or you're Eastern Kentucky, right? Well, Northwest. 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 We're, we're based out of Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, you're in Louisville? Yeah. Yeah. So GIE is our home, our home base. What? I remember us talking there about that, but I thought you were from like a little town like close to Louisville. No, we're from we're from Louisville. Oh, so. Crazy. Um, so what has that been like? So like, have you always? Let's start off with that. Have you? When's the first time you went to equip GIE? Like, were you the young? first time I went? What was I was in sixth grade, believe what? it or not. Yeah, my mom. My mom saw like an ad for it because she works at the University of Louisville, and it's right up the road from the there. She saw an ad for it on her Instagram or whatever. She's like, "Hey, I like you just started the company. Would you want to go check all these mowers out?" I was like, "Yeah, I'd love love to." So you were you were six? How old were you? I was sixth grade, so probably twelve or thirteen. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they don't let kids in anymore. No, they don't. Well, that was the funny part is my mom picked me up after school at like two o'clock on a Friday, and we you. went. And we and we and her and I went together and she walked in. We didn't have a badge, we didn't have a ticket, we didn't know what it was. And we just like walked in and no one questioned us. And I just went was, around and, was it busy? Was it busy then or was it, it not? Wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. I mean it's it's definitely probably twice the size as it was back then. Um now. Yeah, but it's it's packed right now. And I love to see how like the GIE's just developed over the years and how many people come in across the whole US and country at this point. Well, that's why I ha- we got to meet it this year and that was cool. Uh yeah. Yeah, I got to go. First time I went was twenty eighteen. Okay. And uh, I literally same thing. I was just I didn't know anything about it. I didn't have like friends, colleagues who did landscaping. So I was on Instagram and like saw someone post about it. Like, hey, going can't wait to be there in three days or something. It was like a Monday, and I was like, what is this? And I looked it up and I was like, I only had three employees at the time, maybe four. And I was like, dad, I asked my dad, he's a big uh, mechanic. So I was like, you probably would love to go. Let's drive up there. It was like seven hour drive. And uh, that's when like my eyes were open to media content, just like the way you could grow online. Not just, not just like that, but like, Oh, I can figure out what other people do. Like I can learn. I didn't, I had never watched YouTube for lawn care at the time. So like equip now like just totally i couldn't believe what i learned there Um, yeah i even found out about uh bobcat you know i run a lot of i ran a lot of bobcat mowers i didn't even know that was a thing yeah yeah not a lot of people use bobcat up here we're pretty much a a skag x mark and a right zk territory yeah rights are sweet i like rights i've never really x mark i don't like very much Uh i don't know why uh but skags are cool i mean at the core, a lot of them are all the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's like, it's like style, right? It's like, yeah, they have their own twists and turns, but then you got the unique ones like a Walker mower that's so different. Yeah. A lot of people down here in South Carolina run Walker mowers a lot. Yeah. I would um, imagine. Because the, the bagging and the, tra- yeah, that's, that's, 
that's a weird requirement for you guys. I, I, we can talk about that for a second. The bagging. I've always like been interested in that because I've all we never bag. There's nobody that bags in this entire state. So well, I've always been interested in those Walker memoirs. So yeah, so like let me let me think on why all my friends say they like them uh, bag or people want it bagged. We live in a lake community here, so like. My territory was there's a river, a huge river that's well known called the Broad River that is on this side. And then you've got this lake. And so you're kind of like water trapped on like the suburb, if that makes sense. Like it, it's like this. And so, well, a lot of people don't like their dogs tracking in grass. So like that's a big one. Okay. Then there was like one you would hear a lot is like this rumor that, oh, if you let the grass stay on top of the new grass, it'll kill it. Yeah, that's false. Does that make sense? So, like, yeah, that was weird. But no, everybody wants it bagged. And we, I tried to tell people, like, we just put a mulching kit on and it was totally fine. You can't, yeah. it, but we would have people demand it and we'd have to charge them more. I'm like, okay, we, yeah. like, you know, because we didn't only really had one walker. So, I mean, we even had customers, Parker, that would be like, hey, if you don't have that machine, like, if it's in the shop, like, don't come. <laughs> that's crazy it is crazy so yeah um but our grasses are so different like i wish we had kentucky blue we don't have that yeah yeah it's all it's a tall fescue ryan kentucky blue mix i love that i love, oh, yeah. it. I love that yeah. crappiest you know zoysia's really taken off down here the last five years yeah um but centipede was like the main grass and it's like a crappy i think it's a fescue right yeah. What what inch do you guys cut at? Like two, three, somewhere in the yeah, lows? Like two yeah. and a half to three. Yeah. Yeah. We don't go below three seven five here. I mean, I some know. of my yards are thick at five. That's crazy. I like Zoysia, you cut it like three and a half to four if it's healthy. Yeah. Um, but I mean mostly two to two and a half with centipede, dude. That's like, wild. The goal for centipede was always to make it look like a freshly vacuumed, you know, rug. Yeah. Like, there was no stripes. There was, like, there's none of that. Yeah, I was going to say, you guys don't stripe down there, do you? No, yeah. not, really, not really at all. So, anyways. That's, that's crazy. So, Parker, you know, in our show, we kind of more do discussion than interview uh, because we want our listeners, we have lots of landscapers, of course, um, who want to hear us talk about things so they can apply rather than just, like, how cool you are, which you are cool, by the way. But I want you to share, this is crazy, so – just kind of share that you like just gra like your last life situation and then go backwards. So like you just, you know, what you told me and then like yeah. started. So people like realize like this is a unique situation that you are. Yeah. So not a lot of people are in my neck of the woods. I know my good buddy up North Christian from CNI services, him and I are in the same, same battle or we were in the same battle. We both go to college trying to get our degree. He's at the, at Purdue. I'm at L. just graduated on December 15th. So I took 18 hours a semester. Uh, majority of my classes were online, but I still had to go in person pretty much every Tuesday and Thursday. So that was always a battle because I had to train the guys well enough to leave them at a job site or leave them cutting grass and I'll disappear for two hours and then I'll pop back in. Yeah. So just having to do that, graduate in three and a half years. And it's also nice too. the summers, you know, obviously I'm not going to college in the summertime. So I freed up my schedule quite a bit. Wow. Uh, but it's, it definitely was a challenge for sure. Anybody else out there? I know I've talked to several several guys on Instagram and people I've met through GIE that are in the same boat as me debating about college, whether or not like that's that's the career choice for them. And I always I tell them what I experienced. 
but at the same time, I'm not going to make up their decision for them. So I just I'll tried love to, give to hear them. why you did. Tell me why you did. Was it paid for, and you might as well, or so yeah. So college was paid for, paid for uh, for me by the scholarships I had, so I didn't have to pay a penny. So that helps a ton. Um, but I told I told my friends and family if I had to pay one cent, one penny out of my own pocket, I don't think it's worth it. Wow. Um, What's your degree? You know, business. Accounting with a minor in marketing. Yeah, so, that's great for lawn yeah. care, landscaping, heart oh, yeah. trades, business, any kind of trades. Like that's yeah. awesome. Accounting's the that's the, the best part about accounting is it's everybody knows it's the same language. It's just you know debit equal credits. So I tell people that all the time. Like I feel like if you gave me ninety days, I could start most any trade business and do well. Because like at the end of the day. It's compared to like an analogy like dancing. Like dancing is yep. dancing, but you've got salsa, you've got, you know, all the different flavors and types. Yep. You've got but they're all dancing at the end of the day, right? Correct. It's, to me, the trades businesses are all very similar, except mm -hmm. they're just a little different. So that's that's fascinating. Okay, so you have college paid for. So I I have a similar story. Ex uh, not similar, but I had a, a pretty much a full ride to college as well, or like for baseball and school. Mm -hmm. like, I always wonder if I didn't have a baseball scholarship, would I have gone? Because now I'm old. I'm 31. You're 21. 22. Just turned 22. So when I, I was just telling my wife this last night, cause my wife didn't go to college and we were literally sitting on the couch doing our Bible study, talking about this. And we were talking how, like when I would 10 years ago, if you didn't go to college, everyone was like, Oh, you're a loser. Like what? Are 100%, you 100%. Like, only the last like two years, two to three, maybe four has people been like, Oh yeah, you shouldn't go to college. That's stupid. Yeah. So like, but before that, like if you didn't go, people were like, Oh, like you, that you were a dejective, a, a yeah. degenerate. And like, yeah. so it's fascinating. So, okay. You have this amazing degree now. You started your business in 2013, you know, just as a kid, loving cutting grass. When did you see it? I guess, like, talk to us about when did you or your family allow you to, like, see that there was a real possibility to make some serious money? And, like, what made you kind of not go all in, but go all in, if you if you know what I mean? I'd say COVID. So you, you ask a lot of lawn care guys, lawn, landscaping guys, or just anybody in general, like, what, what, what happened to you when 2020 hit? Um, I was unfortunately a senior in high school. Senior prom was on Friday and Thursday at 3 p.m. when the bell rang, our principal announced that prom was canceled. I don't think I've ever been more pissed off in my life yeah. at an announcement or a decision when the proms, the prom's already been paid for, the dress is paid for, your seat's paid for, dinner's paid for, you already bought the flowers, the party bus, the party afterwards, like everything is, you're all set to go. This is the one time in your, you know, four years of high school where you get to go out with your significant other, have a great night. And it all gets taken away from you in legit, like an instant and in somebody else's words, like you're, you're done and you don't have a choice. Sure. And so that, that Thursday was the last day I stepped foot in my high school and where I went to here in Louisville, love it with all my heart. Um, but as soon as that happened, I was like, I'm not going to let that decision dictate the end of my high school career, the next four years or whatever life has in store after, you know, COVID per yeah. se. So I was like, I, I need to do something like I can't just sit at the house and do these, you know, online because we transitioned to online as soon as COVID hit. And I was, I, I just can't sit there at a desk and listen to some professor or like the, my teacher talk about something online that nobody knows. Nobody else knows how, how we're, we're going to go present this biology class or this accounting class online. So everybody's having to wing it, which 100% get. 
So I was like, screw it. I'm just going to throw my AirPods in. Some of my classes didn't require me to show my picture. And no joke, me and my buddy Jacob, who who I started it with, he lives six houses down. And like, if I get if I got married tomorrow, he'd be my best man. Yeah. Um, him and I were just like, let's just go work. Like, let's just go sell more jobs. And so we threw our AirPods in and no joke, we from sunup to sundown, we just we had our AirPods in our ear with our oh, teachers sorry. teaching us subjects. And we were landscaping, trimming bushes, throwing mulch down, cutting grass all at the same time. And I only got caught once was my teacher told me I had or my biology teacher had a had a pop quiz. And I like chimed in. I turned the mower off real quick. I chimed in. I was like, Mr. Budniak, I won't be able to take the quiz. And I like panned the camera out. He goes, I always knew you were up to something. And then he just told me I could take it. He told me I could take it after school. So, but besides that, like when COVID hit, I was just, everybody, I don't know about you down South, but here, as soon as COVID hit, everybody was like wanting or stuck at their house. So they're looking outside. They're like, oh, my yard looks terrible. Like I need someone to fix this. So I just kept on getting calls left and right. I mean, I was doing everybody's mulch in my in my neighborhood where we live, and we cut like forty five yards just in my neighborhood because that's where we started. And everybody was just like, "I need my landscaping done. I need my trees trimmed. I don't have any flowers here." Like, I mean, just calls left and right. 100% so it no, it was it was fascinating, right? Not to talk about this a lot because everyone experienced it, but yeah. Now my situation was unique because I had twelve employees, mm-hmm. and we like had i'm 27 years old and they go if you remember covid happened on a wednesday night there was a basketball game that a player got sick do you remember that yep sure do the next rudy gobert and the next morning's when the world canceled sure. that, yeah. was a, that was a thursday morning exactly like you said mm-hmm. um, like march 18th or something but yep i remember telling my guys stay home uh friday we canceled that thursday and we regrouped on monday yeah and i was just like what do we do and i was like guys we can't not do stuff like it's growing like and uh yeah it was weird so we we never had we had one guy quit one guy quit uh because his wife was a teacher and she was gonna stay home and do whatever now but we were full go as well and everybody was like like you said um if i'm gonna be home i want to enjoy my yard so yeah got weird but that is such a freaking hilarious story okay so now fast forward, you guys, you're not even full time last year. You mm-hmm. got four hundred thousand in revenue. Yeah. So that's insane. So tell me, like, what is the outlook on your company going into this year, twenty twenty four? Like, are you thinking you could have like seven fifty kind of growth now that you're full go? Like, what is the, what's this looking like in your mind? I'm hoping so. So we also just opened up. I haven't launched it officially on Instagram or haven't told many people about it yet, but we just officially launched our second company two weeks ago. Uh, it's called Evergreen Products and Services. Okay. So we're selling a uh, bulk ice melt and bulk salt out of the east end of Louisville because there's nobody else that supplies it where we are. We have to wow. drive 30 minutes to the nearest yard, I guess you'd call it, to get loaded up during a snowstorm. So I was like, why not be me? You know what I mean? There's nobody else over here that does it. So I was like asking around. I mean, obviously, I know everybody in town with our I don't need to advertise per se because they're all my friends anyways. Is the hope to make it like a landscape supply full go one time? It's on some point. Um, so that's that's the thing. So right where I our new our new and we also just so December was a crazy month. Graduated December 15th. I signed the lease to our new property on December 20th. And then I opened up the new company on December 27th. So it was like a crazy month of december trying to wrap all that up um yeah 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 i'd say so so doing all that at once was kind of hectic 
Yeah. Uh, but we're not looking to be a full-time landscape supplier because where we are in one mile radius, there's a site one, there's two mulch stores, there's a three plant nurseries. Okay. Like everything is, that's the location why I picked where I'm at is because I can throw a baseball and I can be at every major, you yeah. know, product store I need, but why nobody. Wouldn't they, sold. Why wouldn't they provide? This so yeah, I said, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. So I'm good friends with all the owners of these like local places. And so I've, I've been talking to them a lot because last year I came up with the idea and I'm like, I want to do it. And so this year, this winter came around and I talked to the, to my buddy, Kyle, who owns Louisville mulch. And he was like, yeah, man, we're not interested in it. I was like, you have a big bin with a tarp already set up, could hold like a, like a couple thousand tons. He's like, we're not interested. I was like, I'm going to open one up then. He's like, that's fine. You like, you'll have a, you'll have our support. I'll send business your way. I was like, sounds good. So that's all I'm pretty much interested in being is, is just well, a salt supplier. That makes total sense. That's smart. So are you, yeah. you told me you have a storm coming this weekend. Are you expecting to do like a lot of revenue with that? Like this I hope weekend? so. Yeah, I hope so. So we, we got a thousand or no, we got 150 tons sitting on, sitting on our site right now. So I got a couple more loads on the way if, if we end up selling out, but I got a good trucking company in town that can bring it like during the storm. The margin so. is the margin as good as mulch margins, like 40 to 60% gross. Margin? Yeah, yeah. About, yeah. About 45%. So. Gosh, man. Yeah. So That's awesome. Well, yeah, we just picked up our Kubota front loader last week. So, yeah, do you, you buy one? No, we just rented it for two months. So okay. it just didn't make sense for us right now for to to buy a front loader when all I'm going to need it for is salt. So we got a skid steer on the on a job site pushing snow, Amazing. but the skid steer usually sit at the at the shop during the summertime to load up mulch and other stuff like that. So I'm super impressed, Parker. Yep. Um, where does all this come from, Parker? So like we talk about purpose a lot on my show. Is, are you a faith-based guy? Or are you just a moral yeah. man? What's, tell me the background. Yeah. yeah, I got baptized in 2013 on the Easter Sunday. Our neighbors, uh, when we first moved in the neighborhood, came up and introduced themselves. And we just like hung out. And Jacob, the guy I mentioned earlier, he's he'll be my best man. Uh, him and I are the same age. And that's the neighbors that came over and introduced themselves. And so that, that mom named Susan, she baptized our whole family in 2013 at Easter uh, just because of her love and her support towards us. And we have a pretty big church here in town. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's called Southeast Christian Church. Uh, uh, Kyle, I Kyle, yeah, you wrote, yeah. I'm not a fan, right? Correct. Yeah. So Kyle Adelman's our pastor. So him and I, him and I are good friends as well. Cool. So we, we go way back. And then Dave Stone, the old pastor at Southeast, he lives, he lives in my neighborhood right now. He's, he's so. just retired, right? That's all. Yeah, he's retired. Yeah. He just retired about a year or two ago. He's on the so. elder board. He's on the executive yes. elder board, right? Yeah, yeah. I used to listen so, to Kyle preach a lot online when I was in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyle's a good dude. So yeah, that's yeah, a, what, but, what a great church to go to. What a oh, I know. I'm so I'm so blessed and, and grateful yeah. for that. So every Sunday, I wake up and drive 15 minutes down the road to go hear him speak. It's it's amazing. That's awesome. We go. Uh, our pastors retiring to similar situation uh, as as your church, where kind of the younger guy who's been mentored by the guys taking over and yeah. Pretty, we have about 12, we're a 1200 person church, nothing crazy. Okay. Um, yeah. okay. That's great to know. So man. Okay. Debt. Let's talk about debt. Yeah. Where are you, where are you at with that? What's your, what's uh, your the, debt ratio? So the only thing I owe is my truck payment and my dingo payment. Um, besides that, I'm pretty much debt free. So Don't you have any two grand a month in payments. Yeah. 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 It's like 1650, 1750, somewhere around there. Really good. So, yeah. And the interest rates. So like I'm, I, I go back and forth between buying stuff in all cash and, you know, putting stuff on payments. The only reason I put the two pieces of equipment I had on payments was because the trucks at one and a half percent. 
So you're stealing money from a kid at that point. Yeah. And then my thing goes at 2%. So once again, you're stealing money from a kid. So I could, that having, having payments allowed me to not, cause I, I could have paid for the dingo all up front in cash if I wanted to, I had the money, sure. but it financially didn't make sense for me. Cause now all, you're going to have all your, your eggs in one basket where I can just make that payment instead. I'm not going to have a problem making that payment. You got, of course you got to know your numbers. So for anyone out there, like wanting to buy a big piece of equipment or make that first you know purchase and put it on payments, make sure you can afford it. Like, don't just go out back. Don't go buy the piece of equipment and then hope the work comes with it. Like you need to rent, you need to rent that piece of equipment at least four times a month for you to make sense to go out and buy it. In my opinion. You couldn't be more right. I mean, the, I was just talking to someone yesterday cause I had an MT 100 and I just sold it. Um, we booked, we rented like before I bought one in 2022, we bought, we rented one every week for four months and yeah. I was, we got to just buy one. And so, yeah. um, the cost analysis, you know, renting a unit for a week costs like a thousand bucks. And then for a month, it's like 2,800 here. And yeah. Then, and then for those who do payments, I know the payment breakdown would be like $1,300 a month. So yeah. it does, the math can work, but you know, it's again, the debt thing is tough because, Oh, it's like it all, all that is so true, except when things go poorly, but you can't ever plan for poorly because you don't expect it. So it's, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's always, oh, always tell sense. myself. Yeah, I always tell myself there's a, there's always a plan A. There's really no plan B in my say. So like, I'm always going to get up. I'm always going to call people, cold call, sell jobs, talk to the commercial clients I already have, ask them if they know anybody's in town. So I'm a huge, I'm a huge social, like outward talking, networking guy. That's that's all I do is network. I love networking. Are you in a BNI so, group? Uh, I've have I've had done in the past. Um, another company in town that makes a little less than three million in revenue a year. They were on the same BNI group for a little while, but I got out of it because it was just taking too much time on my plate with college wrapping up and me yeah. trying to grow the business even more. Um, so the BNI group was good for sure. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I'm going um, to one here in about forty five minutes that I do for. Uh, for our marketing company pure and it's pretty good you know i yeah. I, I like bni a lot i've talked about it on my the academy lessons coming out next week uh it's definitely a good roi i really want to create my own uh i want to do one that's like very elite level where you get like the best companies in town in one group yeah yeah that'd be that'd be amazing yeah that'd so. be cool. i would like and like do it like regionally like the north side the south side the east side the west side and yeah uh, just have like four groups, whatever, but yeah. And we have area, a, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. What I was there's, saying. My yeah, there's a little like group. 20, in the... There's like 40 groups. It's just too many. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a lot of groups. That's a, we don't, we have don't probably about half that. If that, yeah, we have so, yeah. So we have a, we have a young group in town here that a lot of this might sound like for people that aren't, I'm not trying to sound like I'm well off or compare myself to anybody, but there's a bunch of, families in town that you know generate a lot of wealth like the waste management company owners like all these property management companies the owners of these families and all the kids really don't have anywhere to go to to talk about like their family issues i guess you'd say sure. um because all these families are you know you know million dollars in revenue plus some some if not 10 or 100 million um so like the kids get together and talk like amongst ourselves about like the problems we deal with and you know some people might say we're like stuck up complaining about how like you know, our mom or dad are like all the way out of town all the time. And, you know, just because we have a, a 10,000 square foot house and all this money doesn't mean like our life is necessarily any better or worse than your your situation. So like we meet up at least once or twice uh, a month and just discuss like our problems, what we're going through, how we can get through it. Because people don't understand because we every once you get money, people think like your life turns easy. I'm just like, no, nah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. 
Oh, so, oh, so fat wait, backtrack. Did your parents do really well in business? Yeah. Uh, so they my mom's the associate head coach at the university of Louisville. So she makes really good money uh, oh, well, doing well, uh, women's basketball. No so, way. yeah. So they've been in the top 25 every year since we've been here. So they made us, yeah. So why did Haley Van Lift lift leave NIL only? It's all about the money, my friend. All about I, the money. I know it's so messed up. It's they've yeah. got they've got to fix this ASAP with the uh, oh yeah, free agency poaching and all that. Yeah, it's insane. People people want the athletes to get paid, and then now they're mad that athletes are being paid and they're transferring at the end of every year. I'm like, you can't have your. I forgot what the saying is, but you, you want your, something. Yeah, you can't yeah. have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, there you go. Get off that whole train. I played baseball in college. Mm -hmm. The whole point of NIL was to pay people if they had big followings on social media and all that stuff, just like you would pay uh, an influencer, just like you would pay anyone else. The, yeah. the, the deal was not for a school to have collectives and like raise money to pay to pay people. Yeah. So that's that's frustrating for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if you thought about this or not, but be as as your company being an NIL sponsor. So like with my mom doing that, I thought no one else in the lawn care industry does it. I've like slowly gained interest in becoming like an NIL type of I, situation. I almost sponsored a player on the care. We we live at where South Carolina is the women's basketball team's number one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I live 18 minutes from the stadium. Anyways, okay. so that I almost sponsored a, a guy on the men's team last year. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't have cost much money. He was a shooting guard that was a good player, but – no, yeah, I have thought about it. I have really yeah. thought about it. But again, the problem is there's no real parameters right now. So it's like, how do I even make them do something like yeah. there? It's See, so, so what so loose. Yeah, what I was gonna do was have them wear a company shirt at their press conference because there's no dress code for a press conference. And they just throw on evergreen lawn care like sweatshirt or evergreen lawn care t shirt while the press conference is happening. So they can and, talk about it. They're gonna be videoed yeah. while they're doing it. So I think it's a definitely something like again, like there has to be some parameters put in place before I'd feel comfortable, but yeah. I think it's a great idea. Wait, so where'd your mom play in college? She played at Arizona State. Man, this is so wicked, yeah. Yeah, so, and I was, so I'm, a, I'm a dual citizen, and I was born in Oregon, too. And my dad's from Canada, so okay. I'm 50-50. That's crazy. You bring, yeah. up, you bring up something interesting about um, – I don't know if our listeners will get a lot of it, but if there is someone struggling with, with what you were talking about, because my wife and I were saying this last night. There's a lot of there's a huge set of challenges that are different when you have uh, affluency, you have financial stability, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. My wife and I were talking about that last night because <clears throat> when you don't have anything, it's it's easy to not worry about anything except like sure. the day or like paying your bill, yeah. or whatever. But when yeah. you when you have a lot, I'm trying to say this as gracefully and like make sense as I can. You put the the mind games you have to play with become very intensive. Would you agree with that? Like oh, one hundred percent. Like when you know I bought my first nice truck last year. Yeah. And like, I get nervous sometimes going to church. Where I'm like, I hope you know, I hope no one thinks that I'm trying to show off or yeah, something like that. Or, um, you know, I've got a nice property. I've got ten acres, and mm -hmm. everyone knows I'm a debt free guy, so they know it's paid for. Yeah. And so people can do the math, you know, they're not dumb. Yeah. Um, my house is paid for. So yeah, I, I 
it's a, and that's not like a bragging point. It's just a point of like, it is very difficult. It's more difficult. I understand more than we can talk about it off air. Like it is, it's very challenging to, um, because then you, then you deal with like, well, people are going to think that someone gave it to you. And then you like have the prove it syndrome, you know, there's a lot of challenges with it. And so whatever that means to you, I, I think, you know what I'm talking about, but yeah, for people listening, I think you would be, I think you would be shocked at how stressed mentally people who have done well struggle with, especially people who are humble and like, because it is a mind game that is not fun to play. No, it's not. And, and with, with that comes a lot of challenges because you'll get flack from your friends, you'll get flack from your family, but at the end of the day, it's all about your mindset. It's like when I wake up every day, it's how, what, what are, what are my actions going to be today is going to affect the outcome of what this company is going to turn into. So I bought my first nice truck. I had a, my first truck was a 2000 or 1999 V10 F250. Uh, it was a maroon truck, extended cab short bed. And I drove that thing everywhere. Uh, terrible gas mileage. And I was like, I need something nicer. Like this, this is, this is an okay truck, but I need something nicer. Yeah. So I saved up enough money, you know, put my, put my head into the sand and just, just kept on working, 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 saving up to where it would financially make sense for me to get a brand new truck. Sure. And so I did that in 2022. I bought a brand new F-350, 6.7, uh, got the blackout package, rolling in style. Um, but I didn't I didn't buy that necessarily to flex. I bought that to where when I open up my garage every day and I walk outside the door, I worked for that. You know what I mean? Like nobody can take that away from me. Nobody can tell like, you know, daddy paid for it or whatever else. Like I, I got I got zero help growing up. Yeah. I, I didn't I, I didn't I changed my oil on my truck by myself. I fixed my truck by myself. I fixed my mowers by myself. Everything, how to grow the business, how to scale, how to market, how to network, how to, you know, get your first hundred thousand dollars, your first two hundred thousand dollars. Everything I've done, I've done myself. Sure. Um, my family are busy with their with their outside lives. But for people listening, I would just suggest if someone's like being that towards you, just don't even bother listening. Like they're just either jealous or they're coming from a point of that they wish they could be where you are. Or it's like when I pull up hurt. the church or, or yeah. a place of hurt, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Great, and that's that, okay. And that's, yeah. that makes, that's even more like, I want to have a conversation with you at that point. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how can I help you be where I'm at? Um, so like, especially you see little kids reactions or like here in town, we'll go to a truck meet or, you know, just have fun hanging out. Like back when I was in a freshman, sophomore year in college and people would be like, Oh, that's a nice truck. And it'd be like, like, how'd you get that? Like I worked for it. And people like would, would, would find that hard. Like, what do you mean you worked for it? Like, yeah, like that, that's an expensive truck. I'm like, I woke up every day. I got up before you did. I hit the gym, you know, like I, I did stuff that you weren't willing to do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm working until nine o'clock at night. Like there was a last week. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story. If anyone listening saw my Instagram story, our dingo track came off and it was on a 20 degree cliff and you couldn't bring another machine back down there to save it. So at 1045 on like a Tuesday night, I'm over there with my two buddies where we got two ratchet straps pulling the track back on while a tree stump is holding up the left side from it sliding down a cliff. And wow. so people don't see that. People don't see that. They only so see the truck. About, they only yeah. see the truck. They yeah. only see the truck. They don't see me knee deep in mud at ten forty five on a Tuesday trying to fix this damn machine, mm-hmm. uh, so I can have it for the so I can have it for the job tomorrow. So for people listening out there, you just have to. Well, and I'm I'm also blessed. I don't have a lot on my plate. I don't have a house payment. I don't have kids. I don't have a wife. Um, so I'm in a completely different life circumstance than other people listening might be in, uh, especially if you're just starting out that long for your company and you got two kids, a wife, and a house to deal but, with. But um, most people at your age just they had a choice. They could either yeah. work like you have chosen, or they could yeah. go out and have fun and waste their twenties. Yeah, 
I'm one, you, you, yeah, you and I completely agree with that. So people, people, I think have life backwards. So I've been working since I was 13 and I've, I'm not a partier. I don't go out and party. I don't, I don't go on spring breaks the past three spring breaks I did in high school. I went on to, I went to Cuba and did mission trips. Um, so that's a huge part of what I do. So I give back, we built a, a whole entire baseball field in the West end of Louisville, uh, from, from my company, just donating, uh, supplies and time. So I love giving back. I love supporting the community. Um, and at the end of the day, get your name out there too. So it's a good networking opportunity, but to give these kids an opportunity that some of them might never have is something that I always dream and aspire to be. And that's what people don't understand is I'm trying to make money to be financially successful for myself and provide for my family and my kids. But I want to make so much money to where I can start giving it back to where like I have what I need, but now I can give it back to the other lawn care companies in town where it's like a 18 year old just graduated high school, you know, left the family. They're like, yeah, I want that. Yeah. Give them a mower. Like here's my old mower. I don't use it anymore. Have at it. You know what I mean? I love it. I, I definitely, you reap what you sow and yeah. a lot of people think it's the opposite. You sow and someone must've given it to you. And it's like, no dude, I planted this field. Yeah. And, and yeah. now, now here's the cool thing about God is like, I can plant the field, but God has to send the rain. Yeah. And so that, that's what's so cool about hard work and is you can't take all the credit for it because yeah, you can work hard, but if God doesn't do what he does, then it doesn't matter anyway. So yeah. I'm with you a million percent, Parker. I love to hear that. And um, I think that's something a lot of people could should be motivated by today is because because it is this is going to be a tough year in business for a lot of people. It's going to be uh-huh. like, you know, we're three years from COVID, maybe I guess you could argue four, but 2020 was kind of like a weird year. But yeah, one, two and three, 21, two and three. And like all that money is gone. And now it's like the after effects of like the inflation, all the bad decisions we made. Yeah. I don't think business is going to dry up. That's not what I've been like. I've been warning people for weeks on my podcast, but I do think it's going to present a different set of challenges than we've ever felt in terms of like, you've got to be really good at what you do now. You've got to be really, it's not going to be easy anymore. You're going to have to be really good at selling. You're going to have to be really good at hiring. You're going to have to be really good at marketing. You're going to have to be very stringent on cash flow. Like, yeah. Yeah. All the things where you could be loosey goosey the last couple of years because things were just like buttery, you know, mm-hmm. I just think they're over. I really do. Yeah. No, everybody. Well, that's the first thing, too, is you got to like analyze your cash cash flow. What's, your, you're not, what's the cash basis that I'd love to hear this? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I apologize. Yeah, you're fine. I want to let you talk for a couple minutes when I ask you this question. What's the cash basis or your cash structure in your company at your age? I'd love for you to like kind of talk about that. How much yeah, cash so, keep and, and all that? Yeah, so I try to keep as much cash as I can on hand. Um, so we've we we're, we're 1099 our employees right now. So I still pay them with a check every every Friday. Um, so we're transitioning. One of them's transitioning to a firefighter. One of them's going to be full time salary position. Uh, so he's going to be transferred here in the next couple of weeks. So with that, I just at the end of the day, I got I have I have job where I sync it up with quick QuickBooks. Um, so it's a really easy alternative for me where I just take a picture yeah. of the receipt on Jobber or just, you know, QuickBooks already organizes it for you. So at the end of the day on Friday, I can see how much I spent on fuel, how much personally on my personal debit card, how much I spent on, you know, meals, how much am I eating out? Yeah. Where do I need to, to tally my food total and be like, okay, maybe do I need to meal prep more? Do I need to not go out as much? Um, yeah. And then Jobber too, they, you can, you know, figure out the proper order of like what, how can I change the truck order or 
route order to make the most efficiency possible. So, and for anyone on here, please, please, if, if you take one thing away from this, stop taking your guys to the gas station, stop allowing them to go to the gas station. It is the biggest waste of money that you will ever spend in your entire company Lord. is going to the gas, gas, gas station. They spend 20, 30 minutes filling up. They got to get their breakfast, got to get their coffee. There's always a line. The gas station's never in the same direction as where the yards are going to go. So I tell my guys, like, we're, we're are extremely efficient. Yes. And so, like, you always hear people around town saying, like, oh, we cut the grass to pay the bills, and then landscaping makes the money. I, I kind of agree with that. Like, when I first started out, sure, because my profit margin wasn't as good. But now all your all my yards are dense. Every, every from we cut Tuesday through Friday, I'm trying to fill up my Monday route right now to have five full days of mowing. But every single day, Tuesday through Friday, we eat at the same place. Everything is tallied to a T that like you're going to cut these, you know, 18 yards and then this is going to be lunch. And then your next yard's right around the corner. It's like every Tuesday we're on Zaxby's. Every Thursday we're at hitting this hibachi joint. And then every Friday it's pizza. Like it's the same consistently. How do I uh, convince you to go to Monday through Thursday mowing and leave Fridays open? How do I do that? Um, I've thought about it for sure. But the problem is, is how many clients that we deal with that are high end that want their yard cut on Thursdays and Fridays. And right now I don't send out two trucks per day. It's just one truck mowing about 20 to 30 properties a single day. So we cut about 105 right now. Um, so we can... On Friday, you got to work Saturday. Yeah, we'll work Saturday and just suck it up. So. Mm -hmm. As you as you grow and you get better guys who have kids t ball games on Saturday. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm wait, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that. Um, I, I just coached my daughter's t ball team this fall, and we had games from eight to twelve on Saturdays. Yeah, and, and it, but that was that was our biggest goal of twenty twenty three was not to work on the weekends, and I think we only worked maybe three weekends in twenty twenty three. We have so, a lot. We have a weird rain here too. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't rain long time and only pours for like forty five minutes, so it it's not too bad for us here, but. Yeah, I'm a big, you know, I'm a big proponent of it, but yeah, I know okay. you've always been, and there's companies in town that have switched to it too. Uh, one of my friends that they do four days a week and I'll probably transition to there at some point. Um, but for right now, I'm just doing it. Tuesday no, I, get through it. Friday, so. I, get, I get it. I mean, you're doing a lot of good things, right? So yeah, I, the maintenance that's, I, I love to wrap up with talking about maintenance real quick. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause you said one of your issues was how to like a, accumulate high end, uh, full service people. Yeah. So like, it's it's a weird like I, I love the idea like I was I had two crews full service so we had, we had switched from in twenty twenty three we switched to only full service you weren't we did not just do mowing, yeah I had to cut about eighty customers and that that was painful that was about a hundred grand of revenue, yeah but um, at some point you get to the the problem with maintenance that I think we all need to try to figure out is like. How can we do more with less? Meaning, like, correct, one hundred percent. Like on a setup for maintenance, you got two mo, you got like forty grand, you know, like trailer, yeah. two mowers, weed eaters, edgers, everything you need. Yeah, truck. It's like then you look at someone comparable, like a pest control guy who's like got a freaking backpack sprayer, you know? Yeah, or a tank and a pulley, you know? It's like yeah. so. There's some challenges there because he one guy can do what two guys can do in lawn care, so. What do you, yeah. is there anything you've thought of creatively? Cause I, I, my hope is that like we can, maybe it is route density. Maybe it's like you set up a crew that could be two trucks, but you're so dense that like, Hey, you go do that yard. I'll do this one. And it's like, there's two crews there. You mm -hmm. know? So have you yeah. thought about like, how can we make money long-term? Because as you said, like people are only going to pay so much for grass. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you have anything like creative 
that you've thought about how we're going to fix this problem with like the grass mowing pandemic, if you will, like, I've, yeah, I've, I've thought about this for the longest time and I don't know how it would be possible, but it's always been the thought in the back of my head is like, I wish there would be some way to where all the lawn care companies in town could get together and instead of like competing against each other and coalition. just talk about it. Yeah. Like I get a coalition going to where like, okay, I cut this, these three neighborhoods. Oh, I, and then eight other companies chime in. Oh, I cut two yards in there. Oh, I only cut one yard in there. Oh, I cut four yards in there. Well, how about like we work something out here to where like I'm only here, you're only there and everybody just gets their selective area. So like everybody's profit margin goes up and now I don't have to drive as far. Like it'd be amazing because there's I cut 45 yards in our neighborhood and there's probably three or four other companies in here. And the max they cut maybe three or four. Like I'm I'm the guy in our neighborhood because I've been doing it for so long. Yeah. So it's just like, why can't we all get together and figure this out to make everybody happy? So that's interesting. You know, it's probably never going to happen, but it's a great idea now. It's funny because, like, you remember during COVID when lumber prices went crazy? Oh, my God. Unreal. So from what I researched and understood, that's exactly what the lumber companies did. There's only four to six major players. Yeah. 84 Lumber, whatever that company is, and blah, blah. So what from what I heard from – I'm friends with some very wealthy people, and these, like, Uh I'm in a a group with multi-gazillionaires, like 100 million people. Yeah. And one of them's a home builder. And he basically said that he got word that when COVID happened, they all six had a meeting and said, Hey, if we just all raise our prices at the same time, we can all make hand over fist and no one's not like we're, we control the market. Yeah. So, yeah. So similar thought, like, Hey, let's get together and let's all like raise our prices 15%. And like, what are people going to do now? I used to would have said, well, they'll just start doing it on their own time. Yeah. But now, like I actually believe no, they won't. People have less time now. Like they have even oh, less. Time. Yeah. And so people are just not, they're not going to do those. Like trades businesses in 20 years are going to be some of the most profitable things because oh, people, 100%. people have no idea how to do anything. No, that's what I'm saying with COVID and then everybody's on about you, but everybody's just so soft. They don't like want to go out and learn a new life skill. Like, I mean, even like teaching people how to change a tire or change the oil on a car. I'm like a very basic skill in my opinion. They have no idea how to do that or, you know, fix your toilet or, you know, fix the leak in your faucet. Like just, you need a wrench and a couple, you know, a couple pieces, a couple parts from the local home Depot and nobody wants to go out and learn. And no one wants to go out and how to do their own, build their own business, fix their own house, build their own house. I mean, you name it. People just want to, Oh, I'll just pay someone else to do it. And that's fine. I'll be, I'll be that guy. You can pay. No worries. I'll, you know, I'll be the I'll take your money. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take your money. That's fine. So, all right, Parker. So let's wrap this up, man. This has been super great. What, what, what kind of, um, what kind of not advice, but like, what would you say has been your key to success? Um, obviously you still have a long way to go. You would say that yourself, you want to grow more and yeah. get a, you know, marketing is something you're focused on coming up this year and hiring the right employees. But like, what would you say is a key to why you are where you are today that somebody listening could be like, you know what? I need to think about that more in my own business. Yeah. I would first off for anyone that has thought about opening up a business or is like on the fence about it, 100% do it. And you, when you open up that business, you're going to fail. I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm just going to be straightforward with you. You're going to fail. I failed. Kirby's failed. Everybody's failed at some point. Yeah. And you can ask any successful business owner, in order to be successful, you have to fail. Failure is a part of the equation. So don't like 
act like there's not going to be a rough moment or you're not going to screw something up or screw a contract up or you're not yeah. going to get paid from somebody. We've all been there. We've all done that. Um, so I just want to give like you all permission to fail. Like it is 100% perfectly okay to be, to fail, to have failure in your life. Um, it only builds success from that because in my, I'm a firm believer and you learn from your mistakes. So when that comes to contracts on commercial properties or your first, you know, you know, ten, twenty thousand dollar contract, where you're like, oh my god, or your first apartment complex, yep. you might have underbid because you want to get that big job, and then all of a sudden your ROI or your cash flow, your profit margin just goes out the door because you wanted to have that first big complex. Just, just patience. Patience mm -hmm. is a huge virtue that I feel like a lot of guys in the lawn care and landscaping industry don't have. Um, so in order to be successful, have patience. If you don't get that contract because your price is a little too high, that's fine be 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 acceptable that 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 what you gave them is your best price and your best effort because i hate dictating and, and lowering my price for somebody else be like you can because i'll i have a list a list of references around town yeah. and i have there's not really one bad person that speaks bad to me because our product is, is so good and we're on the little high end but our products and services like we're picking up trash tree limbs everything is getting edged around the electrical boxes are getting edged like vertically and, and horizontally getting edged yeah. So that every everything that the upper and lower decks getting blown off with the leaves. If you got a hot tub, we're blown off the top of the hot tub. If there's the we, I mean, we even go to the extent of if there's a pool in your backyard and you leave your little thingy out to clean it, and we get a piece of grass or a leaf in your pool, I'm cleaning it up real quick before the guys leave. Yeah. So it's just that extra pizzazz, that extra just effort, and clients Love will notice it. it. Love and it. just don't don't change your price for what for what products you're offering, and and strive to be that product and service that is that high end. I hate there's there's oh, there's always going to be that twenty five dollar guy. But they're pulling up in a in a beat F one fifty with a you know an eighteen foot trailer with a Cub Cadet mower they just purchased from Home Depot and you I, like for us you know you and I we can't compete with them and that's okay and I used to be that guy at some point you know what I mean but don't don't lose sleep over that twenty five dollar guy because at the end of the day that's not your client that's not the client you want. I, so, and I I think that's amazing information and like to put a little cherry on top of that. What I think is key to that and the key that was for us to get to where we were, you know right under 2 million headed towards 2 million. And we, we were going to make a big jump before I sold, but um, is that if you can market yourself and tell that story, like the mm -hmm. way you just told it, yeah, you can explain to people via website, social media that, Hey, you're getting, you're not getting the holiday in here. You're getting yeah. the, the five-star hotel. Yeah. People will pay 10, 15, 20% more. Yeah, 100%. They don't have to worry about it if they don't have to call five different contractors to do the different five services on their property. Um, if they're, you know, impressed, like like I'm having a birthday party Sunday for my son at our house. Mm -hmm. The last thing, now I do it, so it's easy. But like the last thing I would want to worry about is the property with all the people coming over. Yeah. So like if you can offer that service where people don't have to worry about anything and they get to enjoy it, you're yeah. – People will never complain about that. It's like car detailing. Like, oh, 100%. Uh, I don't know if people, how many guys get their cars detailed, but like, I will pay $20 more per time every time to know it's perfect. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, anyways, yeah. I, I, I love that. Well, Parker, you got anything final to say? I got to have you on the show more often. I might, I might give you a guest spot every month. I appreciate that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So, we just, we were at, uh, just for the people that come to GIE next year in the, in the fall. Hit, hit Kirby and I up, hit me up, uh, hit me up on my social at Evergreen Lawn Care. Uh, we're slowly growing it. We hired a social media guy uh, in the summertime last year. He'll be back in the spring this year. So be be in tune yeah. for more, you know, drone videos and stuff like that. Uh, and just for all those out there, people questioning, like, if I want to jump into the full-time business, 
um, assess your financials first before you do it. Always be smart, yeah. uh, but 100% make that decision if you want to do it. But you have to have the drive, the the you know the commitment, the sacrifice. Because I mean, Kirby can attest to this too. The last piece I'll, I'll touch before we end here is the sacrifices you have to make to be a business owner. There's nobody else in the entire planet that understands the sacrifices that we have to make. Um, we'll, we'll miss, we'll miss funerals. We'll miss, you know, people getting married. We'll miss family dinners. You know, I mean, if it snows on Christmas, I'm plowing on Christmas. Like it's just the way it is. And I, you have to be willing to accept that. So like when you, when your girlfriend gets mad at you or your spouse gets mad at you or your friends get mad at you because you can't go out and hang out with them at the bar on a Friday night and get wasted. Yeah. Like I got to work tomorrow morning while you're, you know, sleeping until 1 PM. Um, and there is, just, there is a transition time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but it, you're right. Early, early and and in growth mode, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have that sacrifice. Put your freaking boots on, dude. Yeah. Put your boots on. You have to be on. willing to do that. You have to be the willing to do that. I'm just, yeah. Just, that's the biggest thing for people jumping into businesses. They're they're not aware of what sacrifice it takes at the start. And I promise, I mean, Kirby can attest to this. I can attest to this. All last summer, I sat in the office for a majority three or four days a week. When my guy, when I had my four guys employed every day, I didn't have to go out necessarily. Um, it's it's a real sense of ease, but it's also you look back and all that hard work paid off. Yeah. So love yeah. it, dude. love it, Parker. Well, thank you so much, man, for being on the show. And yeah, thanks for having me. I think this is going to be huge for a lot of people. And guys, Parker mentioned something. If you're going to try to be in business, not just be new in business, but if you're trying to grow this year, you got like seven weeks uh, to get it ready and and jumping. You cannot dilly dally around and like think about spending marketing and think about it. And the next thing you know, rush season's over and you got 80% of the customers who've already made a decision. So yep. this episode is clear. Make sure like Parker's done a good job of kind of making our theme, like commit, put your boots on and get after it. So love it. Love it, Parker. Thanks for being on the show, buddy. We'll talk soon. Okay. No problem. See ya. Right, bye.